This is episode number 551 with Manoush Zamarodi. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. The cure for boredom is curiosity. There is no cure for curiosity. It's a quote by Ellen Parr, and I'm super excited about our guest today. Her name is Manoush Zamarodi, and she is the host and managing editor of Note to Self, the tech show about being human from WNYC Studios. And every week on her podcast, Manoush searches for answers to life's digital quandaries through experiments and conversations with listeners and experts. In 2017, Manoush and Note to Self launched The Privacy Paradox, which is a five-part plan to help people take back control over their digital identity. Tens of thousands of listeners have completed the project so far, which Fast Company calls Manoush's challenge to us to stick up for our internet rights. She's won numerous awards for her work, and she is an, also the author of the new book, Bored and Brilliant. And I love this topic, and I'm so pumped for us to get into this because we cover a, a few key things, including why being bored does something special to our brains and unlocks something magical. Also, how we're confusing productivity with reactivity. The best way to come up with creative solutions to complex problems why you wake up in the middle of the night from overthinking, and how to coach your children to use technology in healthy ways. And I, uh, I give an example early on in this interview about a friend of mine who's going through a transition, trying to figure out what she wants to do next, and a very successful in past careers, but feels kind of stuck. And we're going to tap into how you can do this in your own life as well in the first few minutes. But before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to the fan of the week. This is from Sabrina, who said, I've just started your podcast and I'm listening to episodes at random. I've made your show a daily part of my routine. I listen every morning, first thing I do. I put your show on the loudspeaker while I drink my coffee in the morning. I've been really inspired by your talks and I'm impressed with your natural ability to listen and react and asking questions. I just listened to episode 300 with Jesse Itzler, and I just love it. Pushing boundaries. Thanks so much, Sabrina. So Sabrina, thank you so much for being the review and fan of the week. And if you guys want to have a chance to be shout out on the podcast, just go over to your podcast app and go to the School of Greatness podcast over on iTunes or the podcast app and leave us a review and let us know your thoughts. Thank you guys again so much for all your support and those reviews really help get the message out there. All right, guys, how boredom leads to brilliance. Let's dive in with the one, the only, Manoush Zamarodi. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% 
off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PureLeaf. That's promo code 20PureLeaf for 20% off. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com com slash greatness netsuite.com slash greatness again head to netsuite.com slash greatness welcome back everyone to the school of greatness podcast we have manush zamarodi in the house high five welcome to la excited Thank that you're here you. i'm excited to be here i can't remember who sent me the book um but originally my publicist, your publicist probably sent me the book <laughs> And I never heard of you. Uh-huh. Thanks. And I remember... I was, <laughs> I'd heard of you, Lewis. I appreciate it. So that it. was good. I never heard of you, but I, I saw the title of it, and I sent it to Christine. She's always the second one to say yes or no. Uh-huh. Thanks, and Christine. And she was like, at least like, let's get the book and check it out. So we got, I think, a couple of books. Yeah. And I looked at it, and I was like, actually, this is a really important topic. It is. That I, initially, I was like, uh, is this going to be interesting? Mm. My initial thought. Because it had the word boredom in it. Well, it's just like bored and brilliant. But actually, when I saw it, I was like, I get it instantly because, yeah. and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine a couple of days ago. Her name's Ariana. So Ariana, if you're listening, she's a former world record holder for uh, in swimming, and mm-hmm. she won a gold medal uh, with the USA swimming team years ago. And she was in a, a kind of a stage in her life where she's like, I have all these options and all these things, mm-hmm. and I'm whiteboarding my life right now, and these things I want to do. Mm-hmm but nothing feels like right. And I said to her, I go, when was the last time you just took a break? Yeah. Like you're so in your head, you're so analytical right now of the action steps and the option and what looks good on paper and what will look good for your resume and this and that. I was like, go take three days where you don't have your phone Mm. and just dream and just like veg out, take hikes, work out and allow yourself to dream. For me, every time I do Mm. that, the most powerful ideas open up for me about where I'm supposed to be heading. Do you do that regularly? I do it regularly in shorter spurts. A year and a half ago, or maybe it was two years ago, before this first book came out, I went to Hawaii. I went to the island of Kauai for four days. And I left. My team said, you need to leave your phone here. I was like, I'm going to take it with me leaving the hotel. They were yeah. like, no, you should leave it here. And I was you, like- Did you really? I left my phone here. 
No computer, no phone, no electronics. Right when I got off the plane, it was terrifying. Right when I got off the plane, you're I, like, where do I go? I didn't know where to go. I forgot which. Uh, oh my god, I lost rental. that little piece of paper that they gave I me. I forgot the car rental space. So I was like asking all the car rental places, like, do I have a reservation here? Do I have a reservation here? I had to ask for instructions. Uh, That's kind of hilarious. At uh, at gas stations, I had to stop to get directions, like old school. But it was the most beautiful thing ever. I remember just sitting in the ocean, looking up and realizing like, I'm not about to go back to my phone in 10 minutes or like worried. I could just be. And it was unbelievable the amount of peace and calm I had after those four days. So um, a long introduction of saying I'm super excited that this message is out because I think it's something we all need to focus on is being bored so we can have these brilliant ideas come to us. I think it's really interesting also that like, first of all, that wouldn't have been the case just a decade ago right. that somebody would have had to been like, leave this piece of metal <laughs> behind in another state so that you can accomplish what you need to get done in your life. You That's right? insane. Also, it's super weird to me that like, and this is what I've been sort of talking about is that we have to talk about things that like, as a parent, I'm finding this especially like talk about things that we used to just take for granted as human beings. Like, eye contact, boredom, all these (laughs) things that are now like sort of being taken out of our lives, but we're realizing, oh, no, no, wait. Actually, we're having wonderful eye contact right now. We are being bored brings us actually what I now understand scientifically does something very special in our brains. And because we have so many alternative ways of reaching out into the world because of our gadgets, because of information, which are all wonderful, but we now need to remember some of the more human stuff that has Mm. been around for millennia that actually we want to hold on to. Yeah. So what's the science behind this then? Okay. I'm curious. Okay. So this all started because I had my own sort of freak out um, several years ago where I was sitting down. I'm a podcast host and I was like okay the podcast is doing well but I really want to kill it and type a person that I am yeah exactly me and Ariana dominate exactly sat down and gotta figure this out and like (laughs) there was kind of nothing there and for me it was different than writer's block because I've had that before where you're like okay I'm waiting for the muse I can feel it's all bubbling up I just can't get it out it wasn't like that it was like there was sand in my head Mm. and so it made me think back like well when was the last time I had like really good ideas and it was such a cliche loose it was like oh it was when I was staring out the window in a car ride or I'd wait in line for coffee and like just sort of let my mind go where it was and I was like oh man, now every single spare moment that I have in my day, what is it filled with? I look at my phone. I check the headlines. I tweet. I tell my husband that I'm like surviving. Is he surviving? Like it's a constant call and return, call and return that's going on with me in the world instead of me just being in the world, you know, Mm. while all these little moments in my day. And so it made me think like, well, what happens in our brains when we get bored? Or maybe more importantly, what if we never get bored ever again? Like, would that be a bad thing? We think of boredom as being great. You're not bored. That's awesome. But maybe not. So I went down this rabbit hole to understand what happens with boredom. And it turns out that when you get bored, you ignite a network in your brain called the default mode. So this is if you're folding the laundry or you're just lying on the couch or, you know, you're doing something that doesn't require your brain to specifically think how it is physically moving or you're not focused on something. So the default mode activates and that is actually where you do your most original thinking. You do problem solving and you do something that I had never heard of called autobiographical planning. 
This is when you look back at your life, you take note of the highs and the lows, you build a personal narrative, your story, Mm. and then you look forward. You do something that psychologists call prospective bias. You look into the future, you figure out your goals like your friend Ariana needed to do, and then you figure out the steps that you need to take to actually reach those goals. So like super important stuff that you cannot be doing if you can't tap that brain power if you're constantly tapping your screens. Constantly tapping your screens, but what about also constantly in motion with something if you're just constantly busy yes. are you able to do that as well even if you're not on your screen but you're just are like you thinking running like, around doing this 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 no like, that that requires active focus right it has to be something that comes you know that, that you i think jogging is a great example one foot i get my the best other. ideas when i'm do running. you do you listen to podcasts or music or do you i can i both or sometimes i do nothing That's like usually key, right? usually if i'm on the treadmill i'll listen to a podcast and i feel like i gotta run forever yeah but if i'm outside i never listen to anything and I feel like I want to run back fast almost every time uh-huh. because I have an idea uh-huh. that I want to go execute on. And uh, I get great ideas when I'm running. I mean, because of this research, I changed what I listen to when I run. I used to always like think of it as like perfect time to listen to other people's podcasts. And, you know, look, listen to podcasts. Obviously, yeah, yeah, you and yeah. I are, you know, Keep fans of my yeah, podcast. Exactly. Work out. No, but yeah. now when I jog, I don't listen to anything. Mm. And the first 10 minutes are the worst. Oh my god! It's like because it's exhausting. It's hard. It's challenging. You're and like my brain can't yeah, your brain's down, all over the place. And yeah, my legs hurt, and I keep thinking this sucks. This sucks. This sucks. And then suddenly, in around like a mile and a half, something clicks over mm-hmm. for me, where I start to forget that I'm running, and I, I get a little obsessive about something I'm thinking about, and I start to work at it and like chip away at it. And that is usually when the good stuff comes. Mm. I have to wait for it though, and I think that's the key here. Is like. Your our gadgets can't give us more minutes in the day. We still need to have the patience to get to the great ideas because otherwise we're just having a lot of mediocre ones that we're like posting and tweeting and Instagramming That's about. That's it. So what's your practice now? Do you set aside time to be bored every day or to have – a friend of mine calls this strategic <laughs> around. Oh, he calls, beep. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Beeping that out. Strategic messing around where he's like, my greatest idea. He told me this about eight years ago. He goes, so many people aren't taking time strategically to mess around, to mess off, to goof off. So with him They're on so that. in action or constantly creating, creating, creating that they're not allowing themselves to dream or see, is this working? Is this not working yeah. for me? Am I recovering? You know, things like that. That's a really, I he mean. He gets his best ideas when he does that. He'll just spend like three hours where he's like, we're just going to goof off right now. Yeah. We're just going to relax, kind of like play around, do whatever we want to do, and then things open up. And I think, so for me personally, I find it extremely hard, which is why it's so hard. I wrote a book about it. Yeah. Yeah. I have two kids. I have, they're 10 and seven. Oh my gosh. And I have a reporter, politics reporter husband who's, you know, and you live in New York City. And I live in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) And like all of it, it's super, super hard. But I think for me, again, as a type A person, to understand that actually that goofing off stuff or the spacing out or when you think you're being kind of lazy, but actually your brain is doing something, that is actually what being productive truly is it is working smarter not harder and I think that's what we all aspire to right like Mm -hmm. why be running around in a million different places at once when like if you just give yourself some time to refresh rethink renew what you're what you're all about and then that can be that can set you on a path that is so much more clear Mm -hmm. than than 
I think, you know, for me, it's like, I think we're confusing productivity with reactivity. Like we think that because we have the opportunity constantly to let our, you know, partner, romantic partner or our coworkers or, you know, let's shoot a slack. Like you guys, okay. Like we think that that's being productive and, and reactive and, and present, but actually I think it's taking us away from the, the harder, deeper work that we need to do. Mm, what do we need to do? Well, this is where, and I've been saying this on the road because I have a lot of, I've been on book tours, you are yes. about to embark on, and um, lots of young people in the audience. And I kind of need, I look them in the eye. I'm like, here's the thing. Our country right now is facing economic disparity, racial division, environmental problems. These are not easy fixes. So like updating your you know feeds constantly isn't going to solve the problem. It makes me say that like collectively, I think what we need to do is rethink how we are using technology right now, making sure that when we do pick it up, it's not because it's a physical reflex, but because it's improving our lives, turning them back into the tools that they are meant to be as, as opposed to the taskmasters yeah. that they have really become because God, do we have some problems we need to solve? And boy, do we need some original thinking to solve mm-hmm. it. There was a um, a survey of 1,500 CEOs that IBM did, and they asked them, what is the number one leadership competency that you are looking for in your executives and workers? And it was creativity. I mean, I think that that makes sense. We The robots are going to be able to do all the other jobs, but mm. they can't be creative. That is Critical where, thinking, yeah. Precisely. Mm. Wow. And so how is your daily practice now with this how do you do it with two kids on the road yeah i mean obviously it probably comes in phases where you're like okay it now it's good time and you're i call it the playoffs where it's like i'm in playoff mode yes. right now i'm like gearing up for the playoffs and the championship yeah and so it's like you're not gonna have much time to relax right but how do you do this throughout the year do you take I'm breaks kinder to myself i think i say to myself like it used to be that I was like, just push through, keep going, you got this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you don't got this. If you need to say to your husband, like, dude, I need two hours off tomorrow and I'm going to lie on the bed and stare at the wall. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that is what I want to do with my time now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the dumbest little tweaks, I think, to your behavior that can make a difference. So for me, I used to think of my subway ride home as my chance to respond to all the emails that I didn't get to during the day, like perfect productive period. But then I realized like mm-hmm. I would get home with my kids and it was like transitioning from being working quick person thinking to being like, thoughtful present mother was like not so now I couldn't do it I was kind of like let's get homework done come on come on instead of you know like all right mommy take a deep breath and like say hello so now I think of the subway ride home for me as like spacing out Mm. kind of like let's digest what happened during the day let's think about it let's like let your brain work at it a little bit and then let's have that moment of transition into another part of your life where you you know you're not the same person at home as you are at work i mean i think you know facebook wants you to be all the same person in all the places and we're not we have different roles that we play in all of these places yeah. and so for me it's about giving myself that um transition period like like a warm up, I guess yeah. it would be um, yeah. in some ways. Or stretch, cool down. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's mm-hmm. right. And I, I find that when I do give myself that time, 
there's less waking up in the middle of the night thinking about something. You're, you know, that, that 4 a.m. like where you just wake up thinking about a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because for a lot of us, we don't give ourselves time during the day to actually process what has happened in our so lives. True. So true. Uh, you know, a lot of people who listen to my show are constantly asking, how do I find my vision and how do I find like my purpose yes. and how do I find these things? And I always tell people like, you need to go in nature without your device yeah. and just be. Yes. Like, have a peaceful warrior moment. I don't know if you read the book or watched the yeah, movie. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Peaceful warrior. Yeah. yeah. And I so you just need to go and you know, like the guy just sits on a car for like a day or whatever, yeah. and just like starts I dreaming. Totally, you know I mean? I'm with you. Like you got to go into nature, allow your mind to relax. Don't just be like responsive, like you said to everything. Have you heard about this new? Like I don't think it's new, but like they call it uh, forest bathing in J- in Japan. Sounds amazing. What is it? <laughs> Literally, I think going, going into, into the, the forest, forest yeah. and letting it bathe you, That's which brilliant. is sort of beautiful, but right? When is the last time someone did this? <laughs> like, know. when's the last time someone went camping? Right. You know, I'm. I love you know having a nice bed and things like that. But I will go to the ocean and just lay for like four or five hours and just let the sand heal my mind. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah, just like totally. swim in the waves for thirty minutes and just goof off. Yeah. And for me, it feels so refreshing to just get away from something in Mother Nature. And allow it to heal me. And I think people are looking for proof and permission that they should be doing that. Mm. So, so you I sh- have the science, right? You have exactly. the data. So tell me more exactly. about that. So this, the book is actually based on um, an experiment that I did with my listeners in 2015. So I had this sort of moment where I was like, oh, crap, I think that actually my gadgets are the problem. Mm. They've, they've helped me be a professional working mother but I think they also might be like destroying like my potential essentially. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. So I reached out to my audience and I was like, are you guys like feeling like maybe you want to rethink your habits here? Like, are you kind of feeling? And they were like, yes. So within 48 hours, um, 20,000 people signed up to do a week of of like little, every day we did a little behavior tweak. Kind of like the happiness project. Kind of like the but Happiness for... Project, but on a community scale. Oh, cool. And so the idea was that every day for one week, they woke up to a mini podcast um, that explained the science and some of the design behind the technology and why we feel like our attention is being hijacked from us. And then a little behavior t- tweak to try. And so I had these 20,000 people who then reported back with their data because we uh, we uh, used we partnered with some apps that oh, helped smart. us measure how much time we were spending on our That's phones, great. how many times a day we were picking them up. Wow. And then I got all their stories back. And so First of all, it was incredibly effective. That is what we heard from people. We heard from people who finished, finally finished their thesis or came up with a way to you know, uh, solve their startup problem idea that they mm-hmm. were having or solve a conflict at work or even just like really small minor things like how to help their kid make a friend or, mm. you know, ho- homework isn't working out. How are you going to do this? So all sorts of like from the very, you know, from making a delicious soup I'm going to call that creativity. Sure. It, it is creativity. Yeah, it's on yeah. a small scale, but it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Two huge things where one woman um, in Wisconsin, she did the project while she was breaking up with her boyfriend, and she ended up, they owned a farm together. She bought him out. She decided to rename the farm Make Time Farm, and now every month she opens it up to the community one day a month and asks them to come to drop their gadgets in a basket and just come and they can do whatever they want. You can take a nap. 
pick an apple, bring your sewing machine, whatever. Read so, a book, whatever. Right. Play so, with some chickens. What, exactly. <laughs> Just something. Yeah. Something that takes you out of the daily. Wow. I got it. What am I doing next? What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So the book is is looks at, we have the data from the original project, we have people's stories from the original project, plus I went into much uh, greater depth into some of the research as to why things worked. Mm. Like the first time around, Lewis, I'll be totally honest, I was making it up as I was yeah, going. I was like, like yeah, I don't know, works. let's try this. Yeah, yeah. Like, but in this, I could look back and be like, okay, this one actually really worked. Let's tweak it slightly mm-hmm. so that we get better results. And um, yeah, so like for example, um, one of the things we ask you to do is delete an app on your phone that is driving you bananas. Do you know which one it would be for you? It's the one that's always like, hello, don't you just check me? It's the one you use a lot or you don't use a lot. It's the one that you feel kind of yucky when you use it. Snapchat. Okay. So for one day. I pretty much stopped using it. Okay. So you take it off your phone just to like let go of mm. the sensation of having it calling out to you all mm. day long. Don't like quit the platform. Right. Oh. So I think social media was definitely number one. Uh, number two was like some games. I, oh, yeah. I don't play games. I played games. You two do? Dots. Like Angry Bird or whatever? Two dots. Two dots. What is that? Like it's, some weird like Tetris-y thing or something? It's like, exactly. But like artisanal Brooklyn it's like, style. Sh- 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 it's really beautiful. Oh, nice. And like yeah. anyway, um, that's my bag. And other people, it was news, like the constant checking of the headlines because mm. that becomes its own sort of habit Gosh, that you're constantly yeah. into. So we said to people like just take it off 
your phone for the day and see what it feels like. Just feel, see what it feels like. And some people were like, I can't believe how many times a day my finger gravitated towards checking it. I want to know, is there an app that can tell you how many times you open and close yeah. your phone? Yes. And like any app? Is yeah. that what you That's tracked? what we did, yeah. Mo- so Moment is the app for iOS. Uh, Break I'm, Free is I'm the terrified. one for Apple. I'm terrified to see how many times because I'll like just open for a second or yeah. two and then close it. And, like, and the funny probably thing probably hundreds is, of times a day. Well, that's step number one in in the book what we ask you to do is observe yourself and oh here's gosh. the problem though right you i thought i was like i probably check my phone like 30 times a day no it's probably 200 right yeah what was it for you it was 90 between <laughs> 90 and 100 a day yeah. and i wouldn't have believed it if i hadn't seen the raw data oh my god and it tells you how much time you're on right. there right oh my it gosh. wasn't and for me like time wasn't as much but i realized like I get into an elevator, I check my phone. I get out of an elevator, I check my yeah. phone. I walk through the door, I check my phone. It's like, you know, smokers, like they wake up, they light a cigarette. You know, it's it's a linked habit that we see. And I think a lot of us have found like, oh my God, it's, I'm, I don't even know what I'm looking for. I'm just checking, checking, checking. Because I don't want to be bored. Exactly. It's, I'm scared of being like peaceful with my thoughts or whatever, right. just by myself. Or not peaceful. Or just looking at someone in the eyes in the elevator. It's right. like I've got to check something and respond. Right. So interesting. I would love to like gamify that for myself and see how many times I do it for the first week and then yes. be like, okay, how can I get it under, you know, one fourth of this? Yes. So I'm really mindful every time I open my phone yeah. that it's intentional as opposed exactly. to reactive, right? Exactly. Like that you're like, and and at this very moment, is what I'm about to do uh, going to improve my life? Is it going to, is it something I need to do right now? I mean, I think that it's just taking that, a second. And of mm. course, the problem is, though, that the business models of these platforms and apps is based on time with your eyeballs. And so that's not what they want. Their goal is to get you to check as many times a day as possible. And be addicted. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think it's a malicious thing. Like, let's... No, but they're trying to make money. They're trying to they're make money. They're not like, get off our app. They're like, come back. Exactly. And I think, yeah. you know, it, that all sounds very nice when you're like, oh, we've built a user experience that people enjoy and that's our job. That sounds much more benign than you have hijacked my attention and you are constantly uh, addicting Mm -hmm. me to your platform to the point where I can't put you down. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's our responsibility to be on something or not be on it, but yeah. I mean, I I have to say though, I think I I used to think that and I've Mm. changed my mind. Really? I have because I think... To be a person in the world today, you how do you find a job? You need to be on LinkedIn. Sure, sure. How do you um how do you stay in touch with your family members? You're on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, you, like Instagram, it, it's yeah. become sure. and I think that's where we're seeing the change in terms of the responsibility mm, that these tech companies have to us as uh, individuals and as communities. I mean, mm. I think it's this past election has been fascinating to see sort of what influence these uh, platforms yeah, have yeah. and and the the way that everything is being driven through them. We're getting all of our information and our connections and we are emoting through them. And I think they're they're no longer just like, oh, you know, something fun you do. No, right. they are the very means that we are um, we spend our lives in. Exactly. Them. And yeah. that and and so the question is, are they going to make us a more cohesive society? Or a more divided society. Mm. And I'm, I think the jury, unfortunately, is out. Yeah, it's challenging. But we also get to be self-aware and mindful of using them as well, I think. That is very true. I think we true. also can't be a victim to, well, these companies are manipulating Absolutely. our brains. Yes, they're designed to keep us attached, attached to it. But 
once we're aware of that, hopefully we can create some boundaries for ourselves. Yes, right? and I think that's yeah. right. And I think, and I think that line is going to be drawn into different place for every single person. Mm-hmm. You know, it is my phone doesn't look like your phone. Right. It, it is as personalized as the technology is these days, that's as personalized as the solution Mm -hmm. for each of us has to be. Like we each need to figure out, like some people I talk to, they're like, I don't know what your problem is. Just put down your damn phone. Right. And I'm like, okay, so that's cool for you, but look around. Somebody you know, whether it is a parent or child or friend or coworker is struggling, Mm -hmm. is feeling like this is driving them in a way that they're, maybe don't feel great about. Yeah. And whether that it's this like it's the tiniest feeling that people would describe to me. They're like, I just feel yucky. Yeah. Like I look up and two hours are gone. And what did I do with my what life? What did I do? And as one researcher put it to me, the average person will spend two years of their life on Facebook. And and, and if you've decided Or how many years? Like a regular lifespan. Oh god. The it. average lifespan. Wow. Which if you've decided like I love Facebook so much and I am having a ball on there and that is two years well spent, more power to you. Two years. But what I'm hearing from people is that they don't like themselves when they're on there. That well, they're they, not productive. They're, they're not, not creating productive. something meaningful in the world. They're Correct. not making an impact. Or they're, what I hear from a lot of people is they're comparing their lives constantly. To other, constantly. Yeah, yeah. The performative aspects of it. I mean I think yeah. the key though is it's not a digital detox. I don't really believe in that. I don't think it's on or off mm. because life is not a binary, right? Like we we have to figure out how to live with these things. And that comes back to your like personal choice question, which is like, okay, so how are you going to live with it so that it improves your life? Mm-hmm. How are you going to make it work for you as opposed to feel like you're constantly struggling with it? Mm. What's your biggest challenge as a mom right now? Oh. <gasps> I've reached a new phase. It's a very new one. It's homework. And oh, man. Yeah. At 10 years old, they have homework? Tons of it. Seven-year-old oh has homework. Oh, no. Um, and I, you know, I think, I wonder if you've been hearing this a lot from people. Like, you know, the, the parent-child relationship has changed. Um, it is not like go to go upstairs, go do your homework, and then I'd call up for dinner time. It's You're doing it with them. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I and it's a common core. Which I mean, that's probably great for kids to have like the engagement of their parents there around or you're like, no. I don't know. You're saying it's like enabling them that like, Maybe. hey, I'm going to support you every day and it's, you're going to expect this and it's the cons- I'm handhold you throughout the rest of your life. Exactly. My husband is like, are we going to be like tying their shoelaces when they're like juniors <laughs> in college? I'm like, I don't know. At there's, this rate. Maybe. Seven, there's seven in 10 though. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what I was doing with homework at 15, you know, so. Right. Well, that brings us maybe back. Need, maybe they just need a tutor or who knows. Maybe. That might be the answer. I mean, I'm, but what I am gearing up for is the uh, the smartphone thing. Cause they that, don't have it yet. Not yet. And, um, That's like 11, 12. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like that, what you just said is really funny. You're like at 15 and you didn't know what you were doing. Imagine being 15, not know what you're doing, but then being given this powerful tool that has the computing power in it that like the space program had in the 60s. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we're asking these kids to self-regulate. Uh, no when we like I'm a Gen Xer and like I can't self-regulate. How could like some like, you know, sweet. 13 year old possibly figure it out. Do they have iPads right now? We do have an iPad and it's a constant. They're just constantly on it. They want to be. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I I, I just realized I am so not a special snowflake. I might know all of these things, but my struggle is just like every other parent's where it's Mm -hmm. the constant negotiation. But I am trying really hard. Do you know Jane McGonigal? Mm -mm. 
you should have her on your show. She's amazing. She's a, a game designer and a futurist at the Institute for the Future in Palo Alto. Wow. And she was talking to me about ways that she is looking at how parents can talk to their kids about their screen time and their iPad time so that it's less sort of, you know, constant fighting. Right. So her whole thing is, and I did try it with my kid. Um, so he, he went to a sleepover, his first sleepover, and he was playing video games, of course, all night. And um, he came- With the kids. With the other kids. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. Totally. Like, and that's fine. Yeah. And he came home and I was like, so- this was based on Jane's uh, sort of coaching of me, which is that you, instead of being like, oh my God, get off the screen, get off the iPad, you're like, you're wasting your life, which shows like very little respect for something that the kid obviously enjoys or wants re- to do. Exactly. So how do you sort of broach that? So I was like, she was like, so say like, what did you learn? So I was like, what did you learn? And he's like, we killed the aliens. And I was like, okay, nope, got to keep going here. I was like, no, what, what? She's her key is to ask questions that tie what they're doing on the screen to real life. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what did you have to do to kill the aliens digging in deeper? And then finally he got to the point where like we were on teams and we had to focus really hard and like That's he st- cool. Exactly. So he got to this point where he started to um look analytically at what he was doing. It showed me that I started to care about what he was doing too. He saw that my eyes lit up a little bit. Mm. We had a moment. And then the next time I was like, let's put the iPad away. Like it wasn't a, a, you know, a struggle or a fight. It wasn't like, it was like, okay, cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's funny because I played video games from like five to maybe nine. We had Nintendo and that was like when Nintendo came out in the early eighties or mid eighties or whatever it was. So it was the big thing. And I was pretty much addicted for like three, four hours a day for a couple of years. And your, right? did your parents have They were opinions? regulating it. Yeah, they were constantly like, it was the thing. But I got really good. Like, I got really good at different games. And I learned how to be disciplined and focused and uh-huh. how to, when I would die, whatever, Mario or something, when I would die, I would just like learn how to adjust. And I constantly learned from the games. And then I kind of just got over playing games at like... 10, 11, and I started focusing always on sports. Because you were good at sports. Well, I was just like, like, I wanted to be outside. I wanted to do something than just sit by myself all day. And so I started playing sports more and became obsessed with sports. And I feel like I learned a lot from video games and applied it to sports. Now, with some kids, just keep playing video games until they're 30 or whatever, right? There's like the 40. Yeah, you're like my husband. You know, I can't. No, he hates them. So that's like. But there's a lot of guys that just keep playing and yeah. they don't apply it to their life. And I think that's when it becomes like a challenge of it's just taking over your life and you're yeah. not using it for good or anything. And I think that's interesting too because now what's different than when you were playing is that – You can that be on teams exactly. with like headsets around the world, which is cool. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Like I did meet this one gamer – um, she plays for the varsity, um, and it's a you know it's a thing. Now, there's like leagues, right? and yeah. Stuff, there's leagues championships. And stuff. Yeah. She has a scholarship, like on a varsity video. I can't you mean remember. out of school? Oh yeah. No way. Oh yeah yeah no, yeah. I thought meant like professional leagues. No no, she has a scholarship Shut up. At, at, a at a college in Chicago. No way. Yeah. Where she plays, um, you know, online. Oh god, I can't. Something know. World yeah. of Warcraft. Or, That's what it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so she, Halo or yeah, whatever, yeah. So she has to go to practice. Shut up. Yeah, just like you would have had to <laughs> two like, hours a day. Oh my gosh! And she then gets they have schooling for free. I'm surprised they even go to class because right. you can just play video games all day to get better. Well, I mean, for some of them, it's just like you know, why do you play sports so that you get you know? The reason I went to school was to play sports. 
but then you also got a degree, which is yeah, like yeah, helped you yeah. too. I mean, so it took she, me a while, but yeah, yeah, they want both, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like she, loves I didn't care it. about the degree. No, I just okay. wanted to play sports. So for some of them, I think it's like you yeah, know, I, how am I going to pay for this? Wow, I'm going to get really freaking good at video games. Wow. And that'll help me pay for it. So what does she learn from this or what's the... Uh... She Well, it was interesting. She's an unusual case in that um, she was thinking about transitioning to being a man. And so for her, like as a kid who didn't fit in socially in high school, mm. video games were a place where she found people who didn't care what gender she was. Yeah, they didn't care. Voice. Exactly. And she felt like those were her real friends. That was her real life. I worry that somebody like that is going to have a hard time if and when they do have to work in an office where you actually have to like sit around a table and have a meeting and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of work is online now these days yeah, and, and they won't. But so, you know, for her, it's like the positives were school is paid for. Right. She's with like-minded people. Uh, not positive part is like, God, she's inside a lot. All like, day. All day. Staring at a computer. Staring at a computer. Or a TV or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, do you guys have to do like, you know, I don't know, sprints? Like just to stop your like butts from like atrophying? I know. You know what I mean? She was like, no. Like she and they went for pizza. and, and That's not healthy. I know. Healthy. Like physical health I think is underestimated as well. <laughs> so let's get back into more about mm. this because – is there any more science or, or data that just continues to prove that either taking 10 minutes a day and what are the activities that actually help with this? The yeah. non-active, active activities, I guess. Is it meditation a part of this? N- meditation is, is actually something different, which is interesting. Meditation ignites different parts of your brain. It's different than the default mode. Um, in the default mode, what's interesting, so mind-wandering. Essentially, we're thinking of boredom as a gateway daydreaming. to mind-wandering. Daydreaming. Yeah. And I did have, you know, my listeners at first were like, why did you have to use the word boredom? It's super, like, negative. I don't want to be bored. Couldn't you use, like, daydreaming? That's mm-hmm. such a nicer word. Right. And I was like, no, because I think the point is, it is uncomfortable when you get bored. It is. You might start. Because you feel like you should be doing something or you feel or like. Or maybe you start thinking about something that's been bothering you and you feel uncomfortable and you don't want to deal with it. Like I had one woman who was like, I, she, she sat in the Whole Foods parking lot and like just cried her eyes out for 20 minutes. And she's like, last week I would have spent those 20 minutes like looking at Instagram. But she's like, I needed to deal with some shit in my life. Right. And like. Yeah, we got to deal with some stuff in our lives. And I had one woman, she was a girl at one of my bookstore talks. She was like, I, I don't think I want to do this because when I'm not on social media, I'm really lonely. And I was like, yeah, being a human, like you will be lonely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was like, you know, you need to spend some time with yourself because at the end of the day, you and you are going to be together mm-hmm. for the rest of your lives, you know, and you should be good company to yourself, essentially. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about some of the other science. I think the Boston Consulting Group example that I use might be, uh, you know, just a good way that we can look at it, that it's not just a personal thing, but it, that it has to be sort of a cultural thing. With Pers- teams as well? In the workplace and with teams, really? for sure. So how, no if, doubt. You're, if you're a team or in the workplace or a sports team or whatever? So burnout. Burnout is the problem here, right? So Boston Consulting Group, they did an experiment um, as part of a study at Harvard where they made sure that their teams, the Boston Consulting Group was dealing with like huge burnout, that people were like, within two years they were quitting, they just couldn't, you know. It was like 80 hour weeks. Exactly. On call all the time, all of it. And, you know, of course, retention is a real problem with like in terms of spending money for a Mm -hmm. corporation. 
you know, having to rehire people. It's, and it's a lot. It's a lot of time and money. So they were like, how can we increase retention? And what they tried to do was um, they, they purposefully had time off to the point where you were told this these days you are not to answer your phone. You are to do something like cooking or exercising or spending time with your family. Your colleagues have your back. They are on it and they rotated. They just kept it up so that there was purposeful, scheduled time off and the retention rates skyrocketed and they did better work. And so when people say to me, they're like, this is all well and good. I'll totally do this in my personal life, but how do I convince my boss? Mm -hmm. I think that we need to have a a, a huge culture shift that goes on. Sure. Um, The other thing that- I think if if your company is already- balanced with your workflow maybe you don't need it if you're working like normal hours or there's some maybe. time off here and there yeah if but, people are stressed mm. and anxious and exhausted then definitely need to take a look i'm assuming right I, well th- i don't hear tons of people who are feeling like there are boundaries at work and i really? think things like slack which is you know oh, yeah, yeah. my team uses it it's great we stopped using it right did you yeah, yeah we, oh, that's we it. were using Why? it we tell me why do we stop, Christine? I mean, I think it was just annoying me. It, it was, was like, like one more place to check. Exhausting, yeah. It was just exhausting. Yeah. I don't know. And it wasn't really productive, right? Yeah, for us, it wasn't really productive. So I think that, I mean, that's we what stopped. I'm hearing from people. I went to give a talk at Google, and I was like, you know, I, I got, I'm pretty tough on the tech companies in this book, and I was kind of expecting blowback. But you know what they wanted to talk about? They're like, um, I just, I'm having trouble concentrating on my work because of all the constant pings. Constant I'm, pingings. Constant. And I'm worried about burnout. Oh, my that gosh. That is what they want. I was it's like, oh, software engineers, they're just yeah. like us. <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, one of the challenges in the book is to take a fakecation, which is to, you know, we all use the out of office responder when we go on vacation, or we mm-hmm. should be. If you're not, you should. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is do it once a day for one hour and say, you know, uh, it can be like I. Whatever you need to say. If your boss isn't going to be cool, say you have a stomach virus. Yeah. Or if like if you're trying to change the culture where you work, say like I'm taking an hour to die or two hours to dive into this report and doing deep work, please. And not constantly checking. Exactly. Like, oh, I'll get back, back to you when I'm back. back. Right. You never really get in the flow if you're always totally. getting notifications. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. Assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. When you want the best, you have to act quickly 
or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game, or when you're hiring for your business and you wanna find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Totally. And yeah. we know now like what happens. The average person, uh, one researcher told me, switches tasks at work 566 times a day. Oh my gosh. We used to switch our attention. This is a wonderful professor at UC Irvine, um, Gloria Mark. She said, we used to switch tasks um, on average every three minutes. Now, that was 10 years ago. Now we switch every 45 seconds on Ooh. average. So, no so people aren't just present, no. focusing on one task. Exactly. And, and wow. to, you know, and maybe that's writing a report. Maybe it's doing an interview. Maybe it's whatever your work is. Um, it's important to give it that, depth that mm-hmm. it requires yeah so and i think i think the key though is you know people are like well i can totally do that for myself it's the people around me so how do we reset the expectations of the people around me like my husband you know he's like dude i texted you why didn't you get back to me and i want to be like oh my dude, because i was in a meeting you know i can't just be responding so i think saying to people smart i'm not here for the next two hours I will get back to you when I'm back online at four o'clock. And then people yeah. kind of relax. They exhale and they you've set the expectation. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. I mean, imagine like for me, Google Docs, like it's a wonderful thing. Love uh, it. Right? Like yeah. does your podcast run on Google Docs? Yeah, yeah. We, Everything. Exactly. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah. But it kills me when I'm working on a script and I see my producer pop up in it and I have to be like, Could you please get out right, right. now? Let me like, focus. Right. Yeah. What if there was a button that was like, Manusha's deep at work, she'll be you know, we'll we'll let you know when she, mm-hmm. the document is open again or just some gentle communicative way yeah. of resetting the sort of boundaries that there really need to mm. be at work. Mm. What's been the response of this type of information so far with when people are, you talked about this a couple of years ago, but since this is coming more and more for you. Well, for me, it was like, I put out the call like a, like a month ago. I was like, anybody out there remember the original project? Yeah. It was insane. People were like, oh, not only do I remember it, like this guy, Liam from Los Angeles, he took every social media platform off of his phone two Smart. years ago. He Did never put off? them back on. And he's never. probably like freedom. It's probably just like, yeah. Feel relaxed. Why is everyone stressed out? Totally. Right. Exactly. And it's not that he like quit any of those platforms. It's that when he does them, he sits down. He goes on his laptop. Or he's on his computer. And he's exactly. Like, I and he, spend sixty minutes and I do it. All, I batch it. Right? right. Exactly. Email. It's not every two minutes. It's right. All at one time. All at one time, and yeah. he feels. You know. He, there's not, it's like the shameful thing of the constant checking and like mm-hmm. the, you know. Got to get back to people. Gotta yeah, get back yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, so the, now he sits down and do Facebook for 20 minutes and that's fine. And then he shuts it off and goes on with whatever else he has mm-hmm. to do. So to wow. hear people who sort of made very small behavior tweaks is very 
wonderful. I would say the most gratifying, though, is really um, the teachers who are using it in their classrooms. Um, there's lots of... kids use, like, their phones in class now all the time, right? Like... They do. Some public schools, they yeah. have, they're just like, can't stop the kids right. from using it. exactly. And even if it's not the nuts. phones, or as one teacher said to me, he was like, after we did the project in the classroom, I was like, what did you see? Like, were people like twitching? Like, yeah. what happened? He's uh, like, he said, actually, no, what he saw was more eye contact between the kids. Because what they realized was, not only was it their smartphones, but they have iPads in the classroom. They have smart boards in the computers. classroom. Right. Everything is mitigated via a screen. So when they took them away and they started to have some of the nonverbal communication that, as we know, is so important in terms mm-hmm. of empathy and yeah. understanding people around you. That's Building relationship, you, trust, everything. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think, you know, to me, like this is the next chapter in media and digital literacy. It's not just teaching kids to code, but teaching them how this stuff has been built, why the business models are the way they are, and what that effect has on their everyday behavior and Mm. how it can be um, a problem if you are not conscious of it or or educated about it. Um, Another UCLA professor is doing a long study into teenagers who use social media just to like hang out in social media versus if they use it to like as a thing to set up like you know getting together with friends like Mm -hmm. as a tool to set up stuff and the kids who just spend a ton of time on social media were less good at thinking about what their future goals were and less good at coming up with strategies for solving their neighborhood's problems. Mm. I mean, so we're seeing the direct, potentially long-term correlation with some of, I mean, is it causal? We don't know. Is there a correlation? It looks like it. Um, and I think, you know, it, it, let's just talk about it. Let's yeah. not. Yeah. I think we've got to test it for ourselves too. Yes. You know, I, don't, I don't know if you have like an ideal format for people where it's like okay 60 minutes a day you're supposed to be bored or like once a month you take two days off or whatever it is and you just do what are nothing. your what are your digital i think habits? for me it's like i i'm constantly just aware of how i'm feeling and uh-huh. if i feel like i've been disconnected or if i feel like i've been constantly active yeah i just put it down and i focus on disconnecting for me i like to watch movies uh-huh. which is still like looking at a screen but allows my mind to relax uh-huh, uh-huh. and i'm not checking anything and I just and I kind of daydream in that uh-huh. movie watching. It's very relaxing for me, and it inspires me. It just like makes me feel more too. Uh-huh. Well, because there's a narrative and it's linear. There's story. Right? Yeah. There's like emotion. I'll cry during movies. Like mm-hmm. I'll just feel, and it brings me back to like reconnecting to my life. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of. You Do know, you think that you know, has like, to like the ability to sort of observe what you're feeling? Like I think that's underestimated how hard that is for some people. Do you think that comes back to being an athlete? Like being in touch with your body? Maybe. I think also meditation helps me just to like really focus on my vision for my life and my dreams Uh and eliminate the stresses and anxieties that may be surrounding my life in those moments. So I I just try to really work out to release emotion and to feel good. I try to meditate to do the same thing. And then I try to find time when I can during the day to just veg. Uh-huh. You do? Uh, yeah, of course. Well, I'm just like on the couch vegging. Sometimes there'll be a documentary on and other times I just won't have anything on. I'll just yeah, sit yeah. there and veg with my girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, just yeah. like let's connect and uh-huh. just veg out. Chill. And not respond to something and not like check our email and just yeah. veg. Yeah. We- but I think going to the beach too and just like being in some type of nature even though there's people around but just being out in the outside – when I lived in New York, I loved 
just walking to the park and people watching. Yeah, it's good. Just taking like two hours, Madison Square Park, Central Park, and just like, I mean, I mean uh, Washington Square Park was my favorite place. Just to like sit and listen to music and like watch people and just have conversations. The guys and, playing chess on the yeah, corner. Yeah, totally. And I like to just create my own experiments with people in public. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? That sounds exciting. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> when I lived in New York especially, I did different projects. When I first moved there, I was single. And I was like, I've, I know nothing about this city. Uh-huh. I don't know anyone. So every day I'm going to buy a red rose and I'm going to give it to a girl. Any type of girl. It wasn't like a girl I was attracted uh-huh. to, just a girl or a woman or a young girl, whatever. I just wanted to see what would happen. And? It was fascinating. I did yeah. it for a few weeks. Uh-huh. And there did was, they think you were insane or that they were being filmed? Some women were like, yeah. I mean, some women were just like, blew me off, wouldn't even look at me. I was just like, hey, I wanted to give you a rose. I mean, and they New would Yorkers, like run away you from know? me. Yeah. Yeah. And other people were like, wow, that was so thoughtful. Like, thank you. Why? And I just uh-huh. said, I just wanted to have conversations with people and acknowledge people for, you know, how they show up in the world. And I would just try to find people I felt like we could use a rose. Oh. And so I would just have conversations. It's super and I felt weird, like dude. I kind of love weird, it though. Yeah. Very weird and different. But I try to do that to, to one, get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And just experiment with stuff. And just be like, oh, we'll see what happens. So modern day Romeo, right? Exactly. It only it. lasted for a couple of weeks, um, yeah, and the then, roses are and then I started dating someone. And, yeah, I was like, <laughs> did you meet them via? I the met experiment? someone that I I gave the rose to, and kind of like wasn't really dating, but was like you know hanging out and having yeah, fun, yeah. and uh-huh. and then it didn't work out. But oh. it was but it, you know, it was a fun experiment. Of, yeah, and I was like, okay, I've met people, and you know, I was doing other stuff, but it made you get out in the world. It made me get out in the world. Yeah, and not be on my phone and just like connect. Well, I think like what is funny about it is like that there's such a specific goal that you had to like, but yes. but every day you could reach your goal. You're like it. it was very specific. one rose, do this one thing. person. That's it. Yeah, and it's that's way more attainable than like make sure you meet people in New York because no. that's hard. No, but like setting like small little, little behaviors, like yeah, maybe or not like so write small. a poem for someone or whatever. Yeah. That might be a little weird too, but it's like Super sing weird. a song for someone, do something that's different. They're going to remember it. These people like would smile and they would yeah. remember it, you know? So I had a funny thing somebody said to me the other day. This woman, a younger woman I work with came in and she was like, oh my God, I just saw someone that I'm friends with on Instagram, but I don't really know her, but I know everything about her life oh because of gosh. Instagram, but yeah. I don't know whether it's appropriate for me to say hello to her in real life. Like it was like she was li- like literally living in two separate worlds and the crossover was gone. And I, I, I didn't know how to feel about it. I was like, well, mm. on the one hand, she seems very real to you. Maybe, you know, so you're having this relationship with her online. I don't want to d- diminish that. If that feels real to you, then that feels real uh-huh. to you. On the other hand, that is so messed up that like you couldn't even go up to them and be like, hey, so-and-so, you and I are buds mm. on the thing. And maybe we could all. But be then real it, life buds. Right. Yeah. But that would be seen and she was like oh no 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 no!" like that would be seen as um inappropriate or really? weird yeah like not- why do you talk to them online yeah why do you well, connect? it's like yeah, they're it's two p- different pl- weird. like right it's like there's mm. a different planet like mm. two different planets i don't know i I'm, I'm trying to live online in a way that it works with my irl life too like mm-hmm. yeah you know like <laughs> but that's me so IRL. yeah right irl life i don't know do that's redundant tone, but yeah, text is- yeah. right <laughs> exactly <laughs> What do you wish more people would ask you that mm. they don't ask? Oh gosh. That's a Whether really about this good topic or about question. anything in general. What do I wish they would ask me? 
Mm. I, th- I think it would be something gendered uh, about women. Mm, what do you mean? Um, it's been a really interesting experience to, when I started doing my podcast, um, it was really more about uh, the tech economy. Um, and my background was as a hardcore journalist, the BBC with yep. Reuters and, um, you know, and I very quickly learned that, well, maybe, maybe not quick enough, that what my audience didn't need was another place to understand, you know, what sort of 10x returns there were, what upgrades there were. But what they wanted was a place to understand how to deal, like a guide to mm. dealing with this accelerating world, how technology was changing um how they found romance. Yeah. You're rather old fashioned, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or how, whatever work they did. Um, and so I, f- that I think is seen as a very sort of female approach to covering technology. And I had some guy ask me the other day at a book tour, he's like, I don't get it. You're, you're kind of like about like wellness, but then you also know a lot about like encryption and privacy. And as my producer said, like, yeah, you can wear yoga pants and care about encryption too. Mm-hmm. Like that it doesn't, like it's not just about the techies anymore that we're not, I don't think we're even going to use the word tech or digital in like 10 years. Mm. It's just life now. And right. so we have to apply some of the things that you talk about on your podcast all the time to how we use the technology, especially with AI and VR yeah. and all yeah. of these other two consonant or letter things that are coming that are going to change our lives. And, and, and where I do think at a crossroads right now where we have to decide where we want the humans to continue to make the decisions and where, what we are okay with handing over to the algorithms. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's hard and it's complicated, but it matters in ways that it's not just about, um, you know, the latest startup or whatever. It's really affecting people's lives. Something I love about doing, an in-person podcast, you have to. It forces me to connect. Yes. And there's a reason why I don't do sitting next to someone. Oh, really? Like two chairs side by side because uh-huh. I feel like you still leave eye contact. Uh-huh. Like sitting across from you. Yeah. We look at each other in the eyes probably seventy percent of the time. Yes. And it's I a feel like disconcerting, Louis. I'm not used it? to it. Yeah. Uh, most I mean, people aren't. Yeah. And I feel like that's when you can tap into the greatest information. Yeah. And that's when you can tap yeah. into the heart the most as opposed to just the analytical mind kind of rambling yeah, off, yeah. like looking out into space from the, and then coming back to someone. Well, it's been interesting to see when your eyes light up, like certain things I say, you're like, hmm, yeah, that, one, yeah, that right. one was good. Right, right, Other right. ones you're not as interested in, but that's okay. Like <laughs> I'm all... like, it's important anyway, I'll say it. So no, it's, it's cool. all good. No. Everything's important. There's, there's, a, there's a side conversation going on between of course. the eye contact, Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Love it. Um, very cool. Well, I'm excited for this. Uh, I really am excited for people to get it. Bored and Brilliant, How Spacing Out Can Unlock Your Most Productive and Creative Self. Make sure you guys go get a copy. I've got three final questions for you. Oh, okay. Um, but where can they get this? Uh, where's your website and your social media? Before yeah, we so uh, Manoush Z, that is my website, ManoushZ.com. You can get the book wherever books are sold. I read the audio book you and I were just talking yes. about. How Yours is that a shorter is a, book than mine, so it must have taken it, only two it days. It took two, that's exactly what it took. took me two four days. days. Oh my <laughs> God, painful. Your neck and yes. shoulders, my Lord. Um, yeah. And then, uh, of course, on Kindle and all, and multiple languages coming, which is super exciting. That's cool. The Japanese translation is super wow. weird. Yeah, it's like cool. using smartphone with appropriate behaviors or nice. something like that is the translation. Very cool. And yeah. you say you're Manoush Z on social media, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you guys go get a copy of the book. We'll have it all linked yeah, up. Yeah, come say hi on Twitter or wherever. Where do you hang out most? 
mostly Twitter, actually. Twitter. Okay, I know the cool. trolls will come and get me soon enough, but right, for now, cool. I'm still there. I'll be, I'll be there with you. <laughs> um, and then your podcast, Note to Self, that's everywhere. Yeah. iTunes, Spotify. Yep. Are you on Spotify yet or no? Yes, we are because yeah. I'm with part of WNYC Studios. That's so cool. We're part of that. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. We have a lot of fun. And you do it once a week, right? We do it once a week. We might change that. Mm. I don't know. We're thinking, nah. well, I want to do more big projects like this. That's what you that, should do. Yeah. It, I like think once it, a week with like a micro project every week too or yeah, something. Yeah, that'd you know be I mean? cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be, I think. Um, final few questions. This is called The Three Truths. Okay. So if you, uh, this is your last day many years from now. Ugh, yeah. And um, you've, you've done everything you want in your life. Mm. But for whatever reason, it was all erased. All your podcasts, your books, anything you ever mm. do for the rest of your life is gone. Mm. But you have a piece of paper and a pen that you get mm-hmm. to write down three things you know to be true. Oh, wow. From all the experiences you've had in your life. Yeah. All the lessons, everything. What would you say are your three truths or three lessons? This is all people would have to remember you by. What I want them to be aspirationally. For the world Mm. to remember you by. And this is all they would have. For the world to remember me by. She helped. Like, can I, in the third person? I would say the truths for others. Truths for others. The best way to live life or your lessons that you would share with the world. Right. Yeah. Okay. So just because. It's not scientifically proven doesn't mean that something you sense is happening to you isn't true. Mm. Can I explain why? Sure. So the reason yeah. why I say that one is because um, we are only now seeing a lot of the science and research done regarding how smartphones are changing our brains. Whereas a couple of years ago, a lot of us were saying, like, I feel like my brain is changing. Yet you were right. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the science sometimes can't keep up. Um, okay, so that's number one. Not to say that science isn't like a wonderful thing. Sure. Uh, number two, huh. play the long game. I, I, I just feel like that one just keeps coming back and biting me on the ass mm-hmm. over and over again. Just like it's okay if it doesn't work out today or tomorrow or next week or next month. Look forward, look forward, look forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and enjoy where you are right now because that's okay too. Mm. Um Number three, I'm, tr- I'm trying to decide between compassion mm. and sleep. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it can think be both. Yeah, compassion and sleep. Be compassionate to yourself. Oh. Let yourself sleep. It's yeah. okay. Rest, <laughs> yeah. rest is is vital. Yeah, it is. It is vital. It's so important. Yeah, and if we're not recovering, we're going to be like stressed out throughout Completely. the day. Yeah, yeah. I like those. I like those. Um, I might have to change them when I, mm, if I ever come back. I don't know. Okay. Now that's going to yeah. stick with me, that question. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good, good thing to like, what would they, those answers be? That's a yeah. wonderful thing to carry with you anyway. Yeah, it's fun. Love it's fun. that. Um, before I ask the final question, mm. I want to acknowledge you for a moment, Manoush, mm. for bringing to light the thing that people are missing out on so much right now. Mm. People are missing out on the ability to be bored to daydream and to allow their minds to relax yeah. and not feel so reactive. I think it's, Probably one of the most important things right now to help our brains recover besides sleep is during the day, the things we're not doing as opposed to focusing on doing things every day. So for you working on this and really bringing it to light and sharing it with the world, it's making a massive impact. That's really nice. Thank you, Lewis. That's why I do it like that. Like if you honestly, that one person who says to you, you changed how I think about how I want to live my life. You're like, oh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, final questions. Mm. What's your definition of greatness? Oh, my definition of greatness is that it's always going to be different than your definition of greatness. Only you know. Don't let anyone else define your greatness for you. It's that moment when you feel like there's glitter sprinkled over your life. It's that moment when you, I know, like, it's different at work. Like, at work, it's like when we've like really worked on a podcast mm-hmm. and, like, we've mixed it really beautifully and, like, the timing is right and, like, we call it the zhuzh is just mm-hmm. there. And I just feel this, like, ah, so good, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's at home. And then there, you know, family stuff, it, there's constant balancing act going on. But that moment when, like, the four of us, you know, the family unit, we're all laughing at one thing. Mm-hmm. That is greatness. Mm. And we're not trying to kill each other or somebody's not crying or mad or whatever. But we're all cracking up at the same thing. Right. That is greatness. Mm. Love it. Manoush, thank you so much. So Appreciate fun. You. I love awesome. doing this. It's great. It's great. Thank you. There you have it, my friends. The cure for boredom is curiosity. But Ellen Parr says that there is no cure for curiosity. I hope you are allowing yourself to find the magic in the boredom through the creative curiosity, through the allowing your mind to wander and dream and explore as opposed to always being busy and having to do something constantly. Take those breaks and allow yourself to explore in the mind. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you did, make sure to share it with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 551 and let Manoush know what you thought about this as well. We'll have a bunch of different quotes, tweets that you can share out with your friends over at the show notes, lewishouse.com slash 551. The full video interview as well. Give us some love over on YouTube. Subscribe there if you want to get videos sent to you as well. And as always, guys, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. 
you can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.